1: By one of my AT Parenting community members. And I thought it was a great topic. She actually just suggested it yesterday. And I was like, I'm recording an episode today. I think I'm going to do this topic. And that is the top five podcasts and YouTube videos to listen to and watch when kids are just diagnosed with OCD. So when you're new on this journey, she actually suggested 10 podcast episodes and 10 YouTube videos. I thought that would just be a little bit too much and too long. And honestly, I think a little too overwhelming. So I wanted to pick the top five and my resources, my YouTube videos, my podcast, they're not in any chronological order. They're just various topics, things that are happening with my kids or something that happened maybe in my practice or something that a question that a community member asked me that gave me the idea to do the topic. So a lot of times people ask me, Natasha. What's the order of your YouTube videos? Or is there an order? Or can I have an order? And there is no order. Or what's the order of your podcast? And there is no order. <laughs> because it's just free content. It's just like, oh, here's a good topic. Probably my earlier YouTube videos, my earlier podcasts have some of the fundamentals, but that actually isn't a hundred percent true because a lot of times recently I'll circle back and I'll do a topic that's much more basic and foundational. So they are all over the place. And that's actually because I'm not trying to create a systematic approach for you to go through my free resources because you need a lot more information than, than doing it ad hoc. And so I don't suggest that parents consume my resources in a systematic way to the point where that's how they're doing their treatment. I want it to be a supplement to really solid clinical skills. We'll talk about where to get those solid clinical skills. As we progress in this podcast, but I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Before I thank NoCD for sponsoring my episode, NoCD offers affordable, effective, convenient therapy, and they're available in the U.S., outside of the U.S., lots of other countries. And you can schedule a free 15 minute consultation to see if NoCD is the right fit for you and your child. All you have to do is just go to treatmyocd.com. That's treatmyocd.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes. And they are actually a good resource for my first podcast that I'm going to recommend. So let's just jump right into it. Actually, I have one more thing to share with you that if you are brand new on this journey with your child, either being diagnosed with OCD or that you suspect has OCD, because sometimes even getting that diagnosis is part of the beginning journey. I do have a free webinar that you can access that kind of summarizes and gives you a really good foundational start. It is called Five Things Every Parent Raising a Child with OCD Needs to Know, Should Know. It's something that I would tell my friend or a family member if they called me up and they said, oh my gosh, my child was just diagnosed with OCD. What do I do? This is exactly what I would say. This is what I would say to parents when they called my practice. And this is what I want to say to you. And it's free. And so you can go and sign up for it. It's on demand. It's a video. It's natashadaniels.com slash OCD webinar. And you can check that out. Okay, but let's do the countdown of these podcasts and YouTubes. So, for those of you that are new to my resources, my podcasts are for you, for the parent or the caregiver who is trying to help a child with OCD and anxiety. This particular podcast episode is about OCD. Actually, I actually have a lot of therapists who listen to this as well, and they're hearing it from a parent perspective, which actually could be very helpful. And my YouTube channel is predominantly for kids, teens, and young adults talking to them directly about OCD. Honestly, even adults with OCD watch my channel because it really isn't age specific. And as it's evolved, like my early, early, early videos are much younger looking. And I've evolved over time knowing that I have a lot of tweens, teens, and young adults who are watching those videos. Predominantly, those are the ones watching the videos. I have made it very neutral as far as age goes. And so really it's information that anyone At a certain level of cognitive functioning can get something from. (laughs) So the way that I teach is normally pretty simplistic, even when I'm talking to parents. So it's really, it's age-friendly in that sense. Okay. So if your child was newly diagnosed or you're suspecting your child has OCD, the first podcast I would suggest, and this is in order, chronological order of how I would think it would be helpful to watch them is signs of a good versus bad OCD or anxiety therapist. And some of these are going to have anxiety components to them just because in a lot of my podcasts and YouTubes, I try to make them more general, but this episode is for OCD and you'll get a lot of good information because I talk about what an OCD therapist should be talking about and what, you know, that therapy practice should look like in order for it to be like a fruitful experience for you. And the reason why I start with this is because when it's OCD, you don't want to dilly-dally around you really want to start looking for a mental health professional to guide you. And unfortunately, and I hope this changes over time, finding the right therapist is very hard for OCD, not so much for anxiety, but with OCD, a lot of the approaches are very counterintuitive. They are the opposite of what you would do when you're dealing with an anxiety disorder. And it really requires some specialized training. And for most of us, we went through graduate school. We didn't get that training in graduate school, and so we had to have the initiative to say, "I want to work with the OCD population." And I get that I don't have the knowledge, and so I'm going to seek it out. And there are places like the International OCD Foundation, thankfully, that do advanced trainings for clinicians, and you can have like you know you can go and join one of their BTTIs and have an intense experience of learning all about OCD and ERP exposure response prevention, which is The gold standard treatment approach, I think, and very effective, and then be able to treat OCD. And so it's just about getting that extra training and then getting seasoned and getting that extra experience. And so a lot of therapists think they can work with OCD, but a lot of therapists actually can't. They don't have the skills. They can make it worse because they don't understand how OCD works. It's a different mechanism. And so check out that first podcast, Signs of a Good versus Bad OCD and Anxiety Therapist, and you're going to know right from the get go what things to look for. I do always recommend going to the IOCDF. They have a provider directory. They don't vet those therapists out. Anyone can be on their directory. So just a word of caution, just because someone is on a therapist directory, especially like an association, like the International OCD Foundation, it doesn't mean that they are already vetted out and they have good experience. It's a good sign that they want to be on there. And it's a good sign that they know where to go to be on there. So those are two really good factors. They do also list in that provider directory, what advanced trainings they've had. And so if you're looking for BTTI, if it's through the International OCD Foundation, or they might list some other places that they got some advanced training, there are more and more of them popping up. And so just a word of ca- caution when you are looking at those directories. And so for that directory, you can go to I O C D F that's the international OCD foundation.org slash find dash help. And you can put in your city, state, you can put your country. Although I feel like the country directory is pretty thin, there's also support groups on there. There's directories for all sorts of things. And I think that's a great resource to start with. Another great resource, and they're sponsoring the show, but I'm only saying this because it's actually true, is NoCD. So NoCD provides virtual therapy, virtual OCD therapy, and they provide it globally. And that has been a game changer for those of us that just don't have a lot of access to good OCD, OCD pediatric therapists, which they're few and far between. They are doing a lot of training and they're recruiting and they're finding therapists and making sure they're solid and their, their clinical skills are solid. And so that has been really helpful, especially for people who are in areas, whether they're in the United States and there's areas where they don't have an OCD therapist and globally as well. And there's a lot of countries that just don't have any OCD therapists. And so you can go to treatmyocd.com. That's another great resource. And you can just get a free consultation and just see if they even have people in your area to start. So that's podcast number one, moving on to podcast number two, two out of five. It's really important to understand the difference between cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT and ERP exposure response prevention, which ERP is a subtype of cognitive behavioral therapy, but it is not CBT is not ERP. (laughs) Does that make sense? And so A lot of therapists will say, I, yes, I treat anxiety and I treat OCD and I do CBT, but if they're not mentioning ERP, I would have a red flag up because for me, if I was looking for help for my child, I want an ERP therapist for OCD, very specifically OCD. And so that would be a concern for me. And so I want you to understand the difference and that podcast will really help you understand the difference. And that will again, create a pretty good foundational understanding of what I'm looking for in a therapist. And I'm starting with that because it can take years to find a, an OCD therapist. Now some people are lucky and they hit the lottery right away. They just they live in a state or a country that has a lot of OCD providers. Once you have that, then you have to find one that will work with pediatrics, whether it's a child or a teen. Teen is not as hard as child. Child is tricky or elementary school could be tricky. And so you want to get on that and then you're not going to want to wait for a therapist. So if you're not finding one right away, we're going to talk at the end of this what resources to tap into. Cause there are resources, I have resources where you can start doing things on your own. I wouldn't recommend just listening to my podcast and starting to do it because you're getting little snippets of information and it's not a coherent course. And I do offer courses that go systematically through and I can talk about those in a minute. But while you're doing that, and I have a lot of parents who will take my how to teach kids to crush OCD course and they will sign up for my class. OCD course for kids and teens. And so they're learning skills. Their child is learning skills and they're waiting for a therapist. They're looking for a therapist. And once they eventually find a therapist, they're way ahead of the game. They haven't let OCD grow out of control. They've managed it and they have all these skills and the therapist can move into a more advanced approach right from the get-go because the family already knows what they're doing. So don't wait For an ocd therapist but get started looking for one because you might be looking for a while you might be on a wait list for weeks or months or even years before you actually find one that is suitable and you don't want to get one that's not suitable because in this particular instance when we're talking about ocd it's better to wait for a skilled therapist than to go to a therapist that isn't familiar with how to treat ocd and so that that can do more damage than not now for other mental health conditions like anxiety or depression or whatever, you know, any therapist is better than maybe no, well, a lot of times and a, a therapist is better than no therapist. You know, at least they have a place to talk and at least they're being able to process their feelings until maybe you find like an expert in depression or an expert in anxiety or whatever. And there's a lot more of those in the world than there are OCD. OCD is a unique beast because your general practitioner or your general clinician is going to approach OCD in a way that they approach anxiety. And that is not going to be helpful. And so there's a risk for them doing more damage. And so educate yourself from the get-go, know what you're looking for, start your look because it could take a while and then start working on things yourself. And we'll talk about how to do that. And in my courses, it's systematic. It's, I'm teaching you one skill very thoroughly. And then we're moving on to the next skill And there are places for you to ask me questions and there's worksheets and there's videos explaining things in depth. And it's three hours, you know, not like a 45 minute podcast here and a little bit here. And so the kid one does the same thing. It's actually taught by me and 12 other kids, which I think is super cool. So it's normalizing and validating their experience. And it's also, again, systematically in a chronological order, you know, teaching kids skills in a way that is cohesive. And so I'm not a fan of piecemealing. You know, sometimes people try to piecemeal like a podcast here or YouTube video here, and I get it. Sometimes you can't purchase a course or sign up for a course and the podcast and the YouTube channel can definitely help fill in the gap. But when you're really doing it on your own, you're going to, that's already hard enough. You're going to want to get the skills taught to you in a very coherent way where you also have access to ask questions. And that's why I have an online school. At Parenting dot com, I actually have an online community as well. That's actually where I got this member suggestion. Was from the AT Parenting community, which is a membership community. And some parents who are going at it alone will they will take my courses, or they'll um, and then they'll join my community where they get like ongoing in depth support from me and other members of the community. They actually also get free access to some of my courses as a perk of being part of the community. And so. That's another option for those of you that are going at it alone while you're looking for a therapist. A lot of therapists actually recommend parents take, you know, join the community and get their parental support um, because it's a great support source. But you can learn more about that at atparentingcommunity.com. So I'm telling you about these resources as I'm going through because I don't want you to think that you can listen to five podcasts and show your kid five YouTube videos and you're good to go. OCD is very complicated, it's counterintuitive. And you really need to be educated in a very succinct sort of way. But these are a great jump start to just like, you know, like an appetizer, <laughs> you know? a little poo poo platter. <laughs> I was saying that to my child the other day. I don't remember what we were talking about. I was like, it's like a poo poo platter. And they're like, what? A poo poo platter? That sounds gross. I'm like, it's Chinese, <laughs> you know, like a little appetizer sampler, you know, tapas, whatever. All right. So, podcast number three how understanding anxiety and OCD themes can help your child. And so, the next step. Once we're, you know, you're good to go, you're hitting, you know, the cement, you're looking for a, a proper, well-qualified OCD therapist. Now we have to start educating you. And my podcasts aren't going to the, be the be-all and end all. They are poo-poo platters. <laughs> but you're gonna need some basic knowledge right from the get-go. And so how to understand anxiety and OCD themes is really important. Especially we're talking about OCD themes, because this isn't about anxiety today, but it can show up in a ridiculous amount of ways. There are lots of different OCD subtypes. And if you don't understand that your child can have contamination, but then they can have symmetry OCD where they need to even things out. They can have moral OCD where they feel like they're a bad person. They have to confess their bad thoughts. They can have harm OCD where they're worried that they're going to harm someone else, harm themselves, or they're going to be harmed. They can have existential OCD where they're like, they question everything. Is this real? Why are we here? They can have relationship OCD where they question, do I actually love this person? And what if I don't love this person? So if you know the flavors of OCD, and it's not hard to learn, like in my online class, you'll learn all the main common OCD themes within that three hours. It's under three hours and you'll you'll have heard. And when the kids take the course too, they'll hear every theme. And that's important to do. Sometimes parents are like, I don't want to hear about everything because it's overwhelming. Well, OCD morphs and it changes. It's whack-a-mole. And so it really concerns me when parents are like, I only want to know about contamination or they'll say, my child has contamination OCD. Does your course address contamination OCD? And you're like, oh, you're not getting it. Or my child has moral OCD. I only want to know about moral OCD. Or do you do a moral OCD class? Now, unfortunately, I do do a deep dive advanced class on moral OCD. And I say, unfortunately, because... A lot of people see that and they're like, oh, I'll just take that because that's what my child has. No, your child doesn't have that. They have OCD and that's the flavor of the hour and that flavor will change. And if you don't know what to look for, you don't know what harm OCD looks like or symmetry OCD looks like or emotional contamination. These are just flavors. OCD is OCD and it's treated the same way foundationally. It does not matter what the theme is. So you need to know them because that's going to drive how you're going to do exposures and help your child. And you need to know them because when it switches themes, you're going to want to be able to spot that, but you don't want to get stuck on themes, right? So a little bit of soapbox preaching on that one, but I just want you to understand why they're so important and why they're also not the be all and end all. You do need to know them, but then don't get stuck in them. Okay. So that's, that's podcast episode number three, moving on from there. Number four learning how to find the core fear behind your child's anxiety or OCD. This is huge because when you understand the core fear behind your child's OCD, it's not a million different tentacles of this octopus that seem unrelated. It's like, oh, they're all related in some sort of way. And so I'll give you, let me think of an example. You might have a child who is worried about harming other people or harming themselves. I'm using that as an example because that one's not as understood as other ones. People don't realize that that's an OCD theme. And so you might have a child who can't be around knives. And so maybe they don't want to go in the kitchen. Maybe they avoid things. Maybe they sit on their hands when they are in the car so they don't accidentally open up the door and jump out. You'll see all these different compulsions, but the core fear might be, I don't want to harm someone. And a lot of times harm OCD likes to partner with moral OCD because they kind of share a similar core fear, which could be, I don't want to upset God. If there's a religious component, I don't want you to de- disown me, de me. <laughs> I don't want you to disown me. So that could be a core fear around moral and harm OCD. I don't want to go to jail. So a lot of the same core fears are in both moral and harm OCD. So when you get stuck on one theme or looking at one behavior, you miss the whole thing. When I look at it from this child's core, core fear is, I don't want to go to jail. And then all of the tentacles, and I say tentacles because I often describe and most people describe OCD as an octopus with multiple tentacles, but it's still the same beast, right? And so the child who has the core fear of, I don't want to go to jail, they might confess when they've done bad things. They might see, quote unquote, bad people as contaminated. Maybe they can't touch them. Um, and these might be people who, You know, their OCD defines as bad. Maybe they have tattoos or their hair is dyed or whatever OCD is glumming onto that says that makes that person bad. You might have a person that can't look at beer bottles or can't, you know, say a bad word or say even a word that's not bad, but can be perceived as bad. Or, you know, I'm just giving you random examples, but you can see where all those things, though, when you look at all of them, they go back down to the core fear, which is, I don't want to go to jail. So, our learning about core fears. Sometimes they're core feelings, and so that's important to know as well. Sometimes it's just an overwhelming feeling of disgust or an overwhelming feeling of grossness, and so there are, there are core fears, but there's also core feelings of it just doesn't feel complete or it doesn't just feel just right. And those themes are also important to understand because the core fear is I don't think I'll be able to handle this feeling. This feeling is going to be too strong. It's gross. It just grosses me out, and so it's important to understand that as well. Okay, moving from there the final one that I'd recommend, and these are just to get you started, poo-poo platter podcast is how do I stop my child's compulsions? Now I will give you a little heads up that you can't stop their compulsions. And that's what this whole podcast is about, because that is one of the common, one of the most common questions I get when parents are new to this journey is how do I, they'll say things that indicate to me, they don't understand OCD at all. They'll say things like my child has intrusive thoughts. What should I do? You know, It'll be like an OCD Facebook group. I have a large public Facebook group and you can join that. It's at facebook.com slash group slash AT Parenting Anxious Kids, I believe. I think there's over 34,000 people in there maybe right now. I don't know. It grows every day. But in there, there's a lot of parents who don't know a lot about OCD. And I am actually not in there. I just create that space for you. And I have admins who keep that space great. Great. I am focusing on the smaller community, AT Parenting Community, because it's a nice smaller group of normally about 1,300 parents, um, give or take, and I can focus a lot better in a smaller group, but I often will hear parents say, my child has OCD. Well, they're in an OCD Facebook group, and they'll say things like, well, my child has uh, intrusive thoughts. And it's like, uh, yeah, everybody has (laughs) OCD is about intrusive thoughts. Like That is not unique to your child. OCD is an intrusive thought or feeling, and the compulsion is the need to do or avoid something to get brief relief. And the more they do or avoid, the bigger it grows. That's OCD. So when you don't understand OCD, you say things like, how do I stop my child's intrusive thoughts, or my child has intrusive thoughts, or my child has bad thoughts, or how do I stop my child's compulsions? And you can't, but there are a lot of other steps that you can do and how you interact with it. And so that is the final recommendation for you is to listen to that final episode. And I have linked all of these podcast episodes, so you don't have to go around trying to find them in the show notes. Um, And they're also on my website under this podcast episode, which is episode 310, for those of you that are looking for it on my website. I do have a search button. If you go to my website, which to make it easy is natashadaniels.com. Um, it's a redirect, but I love it because it makes life so much easier. You can go all the way down and there's a search button and you can type in any of these titles and it will pop up for you, but having the, the number can help as well. All right. So after the break, I want to go into my YouTube videos. And these are videos that I think will be really helpful for your child or teenager or young adult to listen to when they are just learning about their OCD. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's time we put help directly in our kids' hands. Introducing Crushing OCD Course for Kids and Teens.
0: It was way more helpful than all the other therapy we've ever done because we didn't really know what to do. So we weren't really doing it before. So the course helped to figure out what the exposures are and how to do them. We're not in therapy and find it really hard um, to find an ERP trained therapist here. Um, so we're currently with like the public health service, but again, they don't seem to be trained in ERP.
1: It's filled that gap that we don't have that was desperately needed. This was really well-timed for us to use between therapists and to help us like start get off to a good start with this new practice. It
0: was easy to use. Um, I was able to do it from my phone or also on the computer. There's different ages, you know, so there were younger kids, there were teenagers. And um, so that was really nice, too, to have a variety of ages where it wasn't just geared towards younger kids or older kids. It was a nice variety. It's helpful for our kids to hear it from this like third party as opposed to just us saying it. I really like the offense and defense method. I love working on poking at OCD while it's sleeping. It makes it a little bit easier to do and it's kind of fun. <laughs> I'm planning on using it to work on my uh, fear of like holding or touching batteries and stuff like that. So it was really helpful and I think a lot of other kids would like it. I thought that I was like the only one who had worrying about the weather and stuff. And then there was somebody else on there who worried about the same thing, which was really helpful. Seems less scary to work on stuff now that I've watched this class and I'm more interested to work on it. I like trying to do more exposures still and going to, before I wasn't, I just didn't want to do them. I've worked on some of my bigger compulsions and been successful. I realized it was helpful to do like the exposures. Before it was like really, really hard. It's still hard, but it's helpful to know that I need to do them. Before there would be a lot of battles about it. So it is definitely less loggerheads. Really, really good course and super helpful. I certainly would recommend this. It's really easy to follow. It's nice bite-sized videos. I really like the worksheets that go along with it. And I think it's really helpful.
1: To learn more about this course and register your child or teen, go to at parenting com. Welcome back. Okay, let's jump into YouTube. So YouTube, you know, just as a caveat, I would say if you're not sure whether this is gonna sit well with your child or not, or if they'll understand it or not, watch it first. They are like five minutes long, five to seven minutes long. They're they're very short. And just watch them. Watch them yourself if you're not sure. If this would be appropriate for your child, if you have a therapist already, a lot of people have therapists while they're newly starting this journey and just ask your therapist, you know, here's this video from an OCD therapist. Do you think this is the right time to show them? Because ultimately they know your child the best. They're the ones doing treatment. And so they can help guide you. If you don't have a therapist, these are the ones I would recommend, but again, watch them if you're not sure. So the first one is really obvious. It's I was just told I have OCD. Now what? When I made it, I thought it'd be a great video for people who are just newly diagnosed to understand that how to empower them, how to normalize it, how to help them feel like they're not alone, and then what are the next steps to do. So, that's a great first video. The next one, which I recommend so often, is What is OCD? Explaining OCD to kids. And when I say kids, I'm talking about kids, teens, young adults. Um this is really my resources are for all ages, not young kids like toddlers or preschoolers, but certainly if you have a mature seven or eight year old, even it depends on their level of functioning and their ability to process information. But I've had even young kids be able to watch my videos, but they're also not babyish. And so I've had young adults and adults like way into adulthood who have commented on my YouTube videos and said, I know I'm not a kid, but I love your videos and I get something out of it. So they are Pretty ageless is has been my goal. So what is OCD? I try to explain OCD so that even though a child might have OCD or a teen has OCD, they don't understand the mechanisms of it and the way it shows up. And so we want to educate our kids first, develop that foundational understanding of what is OCD, how it shows up, and how you grow it inadvertently. And so that video does help with that. The third one is how to stop intrusive thoughts. Spoiler alert. It's kind of similar to the one where I say, how to how you can teach kids to stop compulsions. They can't stop intrusive thoughts. And so the title is a little bit tongue in cheek, but it will talk about what they can do when they're having intrusive thoughts, which is really important. That's actually, I've made quite a few videos on how to stop intrusive thoughts. This one um, that I'm linking is one of my newer ones, but that's a very common topic that people want me to do on the YouTube channel. The next one, number four, is I probably suggest this video on a daily basis. This is probably the number one most suggested video that I give to people when they ask me how to help their kids when they're just starting. And it's two powerful ways to crush OCD on a daily basis. So once your child understands what OCD is, how it works, what they need to do in order to work through it, I would like to teach them offense and defense. And this is just a little poo-poo platter version of my offense and defense that I teach in my course, just giving them a taste of what you do when OCD comes knocking, right? That's defense and offense is what you do when OCD is not bothering you, how to trigger it back on purpose and do ERP. So it's a great introduction to that concept. And number five is how to spot new OCD themes. So similar to the one that I was talking about for you. It's very important that kids learn the many, many disguises and faces of OCD. And I know a lot of times parents get nervous and they say, but they're going to catch a new theme. The bottom line is they will catch a new theme from literally anything. The teacher makes a comment. You make a comment. They see something on YouTube. They hear something on the radio. Something happens down the street and boom, all of a sudden it's a new OCD theme. The problem is with the octopus, (laughs) the, the, uh, the OCD octopus. It's got sticky tentacles. And when the octopus is big, it has very long sticky tentacles and it can reach into different things, glum onto anything and make it OCD. And so I try to help parents see that you can't tippy toe on eggshells or not rock the boat, whatever metaphor you want to use to keep OCD at bay. OCD is coming. And if the octopus is big, it doesn't matter. And so being proactive and rocking the boat, walking on eggshells, educating them on all the themes is really important. Most of the time when I would do that in my practice, they would think the other themes were ridiculous. They were like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, well, you know, people would might think that about your theme, because if it's not your theme, it seems irrational, right? And it was actually a great way for, for kids to learn about OCD in a bigger way because they would say, oh my gosh, I can't believe someone would be afraid of, you know, dust. That doesn't make any sense. Why is dust scary or glitter? Why is glitter scary? Um, or why would someone be worried they're a bad person if they know they're not? And I'll be like, well, you know, some people would think that evening things out on your body seems a little bit, you know, nonsensical. So it kind of helps them see the irrational side of OCD in general. It's a fantastic learning tool. And if they're meant to have an OCD theme, they would get that theme probably no matter what. So if they are at risk of getting moral OCD because they really care about being a good person, because I do feel like OCD themes sometimes show up and manifest in ways that Are about what the what the person views as important. And so they might be susceptible to getting moral OCD. And there's nothing you can do to prevent that. You're wanting to tackle the octopus, not be concerned about preventing the tentacles from reaching anything. You don't get, you don't really get to control that. So teaching them that is really, really helpful. The last one, I actually added a bonus one. I know it was supposed to be five, and I know the member wanted me to do 10. And I thought that was a little too much, but as I was going through my videos, I'm like, oh, but this is a good one too. And which one will I take out to add this one? I'm like, I'm not going to take another one out. I'm going to just add this one as a bonus. And this one, the last one, the last bonus one is how you talk to OCD makes a difference, makes a big difference. And I just want to teach your kids about the dialogue in their head and how they're approaching those intrusive thoughts and how they are handling OCD when OCD comes knocking and how they're talking to OCD will either grow it bigger or it will crush it and make it smaller. And so it's a little poo-poo plotter version of how to handle those um, intrusive thoughts. I do have the full enchilada. (laughs) Maybe I'm hungry. Like what is going on today? But I do have, for those of you that are wanting a much deeper dive and you're wanting it spoon-fed and concise and cleaned up and neat, definitely my courses are a better way to go than trying to piecemeal my podcast and my YouTube. A lot of people take my courses and they love the podcast and YouTube as like little reminders. I do have a lot of podcasts that do deep dives on very specific themes that you wouldn't find in my courses, you know, so I might go really in depth on, I don't know, like just right OCD. And I might spend a full hour talking about just right OCD and how to, um, how it can look like other things. And, and so the podcast becomes a great supplement for my courses because it's a deep dive on something that maybe only you and a few other people are going to want to hear about and not everybody. And so, it is a good supplement, but it really it's not my recommended approach to DIYing this, if that makes sense. I mean, you're going to need a lot more support than that. And that is why I created my online school. I started off doing um I don't remember which came first. I'm pretty sure YouTube came first, then podcasts. Actually, if you really want to know the full way that it happened, it was blogging, writing articles, writing articles about OCD. First I didn't start off with just OCD, it was all parenting. Then I was like, I just only want to talk about anxiety and OCD, because that was my practice. And so it made more sense to do that. But then it then YouTube, then podcast. And then people wanted, they would email me and say, like what order should I watch this? And how do I do this? And I'd think, uh, a little bit of knowledge is dangerous. Like I don't want you to just listen to a, a relaxed podcast about something and then hit the ground running with it because you don't have all the tools. And that's why I created my online school, which is kind of like what I teach in therapy by just created videos for it. And I find that to be really helpful for parents to be able to have like a very concise course. So how to teach kids to crush OCD is definitely the foundational course I'd recommend. I do have the moral OCD course, which I would not recommend unless you take the foundational one. I am even toying with the idea of taking it off and then just offering it at the back end, because I don't want people to take something without the really good foundational knowledge that they have. And if you want ongoing support and you know, you're going to want ongoing support, then it makes more sense to join the AT Parenting community, get free access to that course, and then get free access to me in the forums. And we have Zoom support group calls and we have parents who are there to support each other. We have a member only website. We have kids, zoom support group calls once a month. We have a buddy program where we connect parents to parents and kids to teens, kids and kids and teens and teens and all sorts of stuff over there. So you can check that out at atparentingcommunity.com. So I hope that you found this helpful. It was kind of a fun thing to just kind of go through my resources and see what would be the best for you. Again, if you want to take that webinar, I do have free access to that webinar, five things every parent raising a child with OCD needs to know. And you can find that at natashadaniels.com slash OCD webinar. So I hope that you found all this helpful before I go, I was actually just thinking about this. I do want to talk to you actually, you know what? No, I'll make an announcement next week. So stay tuned for next week. I'll make a little note. I have an announcement of something that's coming out that I am excited about and I want to share with you. And so I will talk about that next week on the show and I'll remember because I'll write a note for this so I don't forget. So if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to hit a star on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. If you just love the show and want to give back and want to leave a review, you know, I greatly appreciate that. You can just do that. And to show my appreciation, I normally like to read one of them if I can find one, which I'm looking for. Actually, I think I've read them all so far. So if you write one now, I'll definitely be reading yours probably next time. So stay tuned for that. Don't forget to find the sparkle in everything you do. and I'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. To get additional support raising a child with anxiety or OCD, visit Natasha's online school of on-demand classes at atparentingsurvivalschool.com.